0: Finding the podcast that suits you or your mood is all kinds of difficult for many willing listeners, but not anymore. My name is Joey D. Fox, rising star and content creator, and in my podcast, I cover all topics as factually, as comedically, or as humbly as I can to provide the best variety podcast you can find. Stick around to hear my take on the topic of the day while getting the feel of a day in my life if you're brand new. Time to hear what this fox has to say. So we all know just how dear and important theater is to me as a person. And it's probably my favorite thing ever to do in the world. So of course, we're going to have an episode based around this, but y'all didn't know that I wasn't going to be alone for this either. Today, my friends, we have an expert guest. So I'm going to be a little bit more formal this time around. And also this is going to be dedicated to the absolute success of the world's most chaotic comedic murder mystery play hosted by the Theater Guild here at the University of Akron, The Bold, the Young, and the Murdered, which was actually directed by our guest today. Our guest is an honorary member and a former president of Theater Guild. And he's had many experiences on stage and backstage as tech director, director, actor, techie, you name it. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present to you Jocelyn Komp from the University of Akron. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, Jocelyn, could you please give us an idea of just who you are and what your background is? So I am
1: a University of Akron graduate. Uh, I actually graduated with my bachelor's in electrical engineering. I also did a double major in computer engineering and got a double minor in computer science and applied mathematics. Now, those are not theater related at all in any way, other than you could make the argument that sometimes you have to apply certain things you might learn in engineering to theater, but uh, theater for me has always been a, I don't wanna call it a side passion because I've put just as many hours in theater as I do uh, in engineering, uh, specifically with school and with Theater Guild. But uh, my background in theater started back in my junior year of high school. My uh, English teacher that I had had my sophomore year had asked me to audition for the show he was directing, told me he had a role that he'd be interested in me playing. I'd never done theater before, but I had read plays in his English class. So I thought, why not? I'll go ahead and audition. I did. I got the role. Uh, I got to play a character that was basically just me, but had a girlfriend. And uh, I loved every minute of it. So I kept doing it. I acted both years, junior, senior year of high school, uh, four total shows to a year. And then when I got into college, I auditioned for a show here and did not get in. I was not cast, uh, but that's okay because actually uh, I ended up having something that weekend So I wouldn't have been able to do the show or I would have had to have planned around that, which would have been a total headache. But so the following semester, I was actually in the UA Main Stage production and the Theater Guild production in the same semester. It's the only time that I've acted in two shows in one semester. Uh, It was a lot, but I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Uh, And then I acted in a few more shows with Theater Guild and by 2018... I began stage managing, and after stage managing a few shows, I had the opportunity to co-direct with one of my best friends, Lysander Mills. And from there, the rest is kind of history. I did tech directing, as you mentioned. Uh, I went back to stage managing. I have now directed one, two, three, four productions, including
0: the one that I co-directed. Excellent. So the most recent one that you have directed, and I should know because, fun fact, y'all, I was in it. And we have have a really good, really good time during it, as Kiyaka's history was. We'll get into that later. Don't you worry. But for now, my next question is, Jocelyn, can you summarize The Bold, The Young, and The Murdered for those who don't know? So The Bold, The Young, and The Murdered is a murder mystery comedy
1: written by Don Zolitis. It is a very loose, rough parody adaptation of a couple of different shows conglomerated together. The main one is that it is a parody of Clue. And then the other two that it parodies are actually the soap operas known as the Bold and the Beautiful and the Young and the Restless, which are sister shows. The general premise of the Bold, the Young, and the Murdered is that on the set of a soap opera, the producer, who was played by me in the production, comes onto the stage and informs everyone that if they do not finish the show, the episode that they're recording that day, overnight, their show will be canceled. So the group, the director, the actors, the crew members, they all band together to work overnight to record this episode and have it finished before the morning so their show isn't canceled. However, after recording the next scene, someone murders the director uh, and the group finds the director dead. Some believe they should try to solve the murder, while others believe that the life of the show is too important and they need to continue on. Ultimately they decide to continue recording and they work on the next scene and during the next scene an actor is murdered And then the following scene another actor is murdered and by the end of the show we've had four murders total Um, It's the director and then three of the actors and then one attempted murder of the camera woman (laughs) So the whole show is uh, a very fun crazy wacky and confusing mess of back and forth between the scenes of the soap opera that are being filmed and the scenes between the scenes of the soap opera. So the actors who play actors also play characters as their actors so for instance Joey here played John and John plays the character Valencio Di Carpathio who is this evil old man whose thing is that he's just evil because one time he went to Disney World and he saw Mickey Mouse And then learned that Mickey Mouse was actually just a kid in a costume and that it sent him over the edge at the age of six to become just this evil mastermind for the rest of his life. I mean, you got to have some profession. Right? I mean, the show is all over the place. We we drew out a family tree for all the characters in the show, and it's a mess because so many things are just thrown at the wall by the writers of the, the soap opera in the production. So much doesn't make sense. You find out that this girl is dating or is going to marry this person who's actually her father's half-brother, but in fact he's not actually his half-brother at all. He's his half-sister. But the person who thinks that she's his daughter that is the fiance of the now half sister is actually not even the real daughter and was switched at birth. It's a whole crazy mess. Like I said, it's confusing. So if you're interested in learning more about it, you can read it for free with an account on playscripts.com and you can just read through it and get an idea of kind of what the show is. It's a fun read if you're into reading
0: plays and, you know, scripts and stuff like that. Or if you are, or if you yourself out there are a director who has been listening to this podcast, then look no further than that site. It's a fun show to direct. Speaking of which, why did you
1: decide to direct this play? You want the honest answer? Yeah. It was the only play out of like six or seven that I read that I enjoyed. And I was on a deadline <laughs> of I had to submit a show by the next day. Uh, that's the truthful, honest answer. The other, you know, more wordy answer is that i genuinely did enjoy reading through this show and while reading it i had ideas of things that i wanted to see people that i knew that would be coming back to audition to work with again i could see them in certain roles for instance while reading the show if you had auditioned i knew that you would either be cast as john slash valencio or as tyler slash dr william because I knew that either of those characters would be great for your range of acting style. And so while reading it, I was like, okay, I'm reading this John character, and I know that Joey can play this type of character, and I can imagine these kinds of things. So while reading this show, it was the only show that I read that not only did I enjoy it, but also I saw people that I knew were going to be auditioning or I hoped were going to
0: be auditioning actually working on me with this production, so... There you go, folks. Honesty is the best policy. So what were the biggest highlights and struggles in the process of building this production? So I'll start with the good. I think some of the best highlights were getting to work
1: with both old and new people. We had a lot of returning members of Theater Guild who came back to work on the show, even people who have not participated in Theater Guild productions or friends of mine who have graduated from the University of Akron. We had both of my roommates, Sander, who I mentioned previously, and my roommate Bailey, both stepped in to take over on roles. And it was a lot of fun to get to work with this group of people. And it was a lot of fun to get to work on a show that had so many different aspects to it. I think one of my favorite parts of the production is the fact that you have actors who are playing multiple characters. And because they're playing an actor who is playing a character, They have these moments where they switch from one to the other. For instance, two of my favorite parts of the show are at the very end of the first scene of the show. Your character goes from this evil, calculating, plotting man to just, I'm freezing. Can someone please turn on the heat? And it's the dichotomy between the character of Valencio and the character of John and how different they are that is so interesting to work with an actor on getting to play both of those parts. And another one of my favorite parts is the character Danielle, who plays Jessica. She goes from. So Jessica's character is this angry, brooding, mean 19 year old girl who just. or 20 year old girl, sorry. who is just unhappy with her life she's unhappy with her mother her family she's engaged to be married to the half-brother of her supposed father Uh, she's doing everything she can to rebel and she treats people very poorly but danielle is this 23 year old happy-go-lucky naive girl who just wants everyone around her to have a good time and at the end of her first scene you see jessica as this angry girl that's yelling at her mother. And then instantly she drops out of that act and is like, oh my God, you were so good in that. And that it's another one of those instances where the dichotomy between the two characters is just so good to watch an actor switch between. and so fun to work with them on the less than good things uh, that occurred during this production Uh, we had a lot of struggles with actor retention Uh, the original cast went up and i had two people instantly tell me they couldn't be in the production so that was the reason that bailey stepped in Uh, bailey actually stepped in to play the lead male role Uh, of Morris Nyborg who plays Jake Strong on the show and she was able to step in and play that role very very well and I'm very appreciative of her for coming in and doing such a great job and we had uh, someone named Maggie came in and filled the other role and then over the course of the next few weeks we had someone drop the role of Bill Lysander stepped in and took that role over and then we had someone drop the role of Lily so a really good friend of mine who I actually hadn't worked with in a long time her name's Angel she stepped in to take over that role. And then the day before we opened, uh, unfortunately, Maggie wasn't able to stay with the production. And so when she stepped away, we had to find someone to step in for us. And thankfully, one of our new actors, uh, their name is Chandler. They have a stepsister who's done theater in the past. And their stepsister came in on our last dress rehearsal with a script in hand, ran our dress rehearsal, did a great job. And then after only having the script for 24 hours, went on stage and performed in front of a live audience and absolutely killed it. And the rest is history. We had a run of the show that worked very well. We were very lucky that not only was she able to come in and help us you know, save the production, but she also had a smaller role where she was able to... Just come in, have a script in hand, and she played the director who gets murdered pretty early on, so she only had to be on stage for about 20 to 23 pages, which made it very easy to fix that, or to to put her into the cast. So, it was a difficult process to... Get all of those actors who had dropped and replaced them and work with the new people and fit them into the blocking. And when you have an actor replace an actor, they're almost never going to do it the same. So you have to work around that and change things, which can be a bit of a struggle. But I think all the actors did a fantastic job working with each other and working with me
0: to actually put together a great show. Wonderful. So moving on from the BYM, can you recall your favorite moment in your entire theatrical career? The
1: easy cop out answer would be my favorite part of theater in general is just seeing the productions come together, especially when you have a show that struggles so much with one thing or another. Being able to watch something that you've worked on for so long, whether it's as an actor, as a director, as a stage manager, as a producer, a technical director, even just someone who sits down and puts up the lighting and programs the lighting for a production. Getting to watch that show come together with all of the uh, effort and time put in by so many people is a very rewarding thing. It's a very good feeling to see that stuff come together and have a final product and shows tend to go pretty well despite all of the crazy mess that happens which is something that i think that we've been very lucky with but if i had to actually pick a specific moment that isn't just when a show comes together it would actually have to be uh, the first show that i directed on my own was called it's a long story and that show was written by my high school director the one i mentioned earlier who uh, actually got me into theater And the first show that I had been in was the sequel to It's a Long Story called After Prom. And so I had always wanted to do something with It's a Long Story. And when I knew that I had the opportunity to direct, I reached out to him. I told him, hey, I want to direct your show. Would you be interested? And he was ecstatic. And I think my favorite moment working in theater is getting to sit next to him the night he came to see the show and getting to watch the show with him and getting to see his reaction to seeing his work put on stage by another director. That was a very
0: rewarding moment for me because of how much he did enjoy the production. I actually forgot about that. And I said, because fun fact, folks, when I first came to the University of Akron, being a part of uh, backstage for Jocelyn's iteration of It's a Long Story was one of the first things I ever did in the theater program here.
1: I remember that, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you, were, you were one of the people that was moving all the set pieces around for me. Indeed. So, and without without crew members, shows just, they don't work. You need crew just as much as you need the actors.
0: Two sides of one coin. Correct. So do you have any clue as to what's next for UA's Theater Guild? The public answer is no, I have no idea.
1: The private answer is no, I have no idea. <laughs> um, technically, I have... I've heard whispers. I know of some people who have submitted shows. I am not directing the next production. Um, I tend to avoid directing two semesters in a row, both because it's a it's a hefty time commitment and also um, I don't want to just be the only one submitting shows. I do know that the process of picking the next show has started and they are working on figuring out what's going to happen. I can also say that the next show is going to be a much more serious production, regardless of which production is chosen. uh, It will likely not be a comedy. It will be something a little more darker with a little bit heavy themes. Um, Just to move away from the fact that we've done three or four comedies in a row now, it's going to be something with a little bit more of a serious tone to it. But I think that where Theatre Guild is right now with the future of the next production but also just the future of the group as a whole is in a very good place. The officers are learning a lot about what they can do and have a lot of great ideas for stuff moving forward. And I think that they're gonna try to put together a lot more events and stuff. So I'm very excited to see where they take theater because I'm excited to get to be a part of that without necessarily having to be at the forefront of the the decision making and the
0: planning and all that. I'd like to just be a part of theater. And now for my final question, if you had any tidbits of advice to provide for those in our audience who wish to persuade a passion for theater in any way, what would you say? So I'll split this answer into two
1: parts. The first one will be if you are a UA student or in the UA area, and the second will be for anyone, anywhere. If you're in the UA area, Theater Guild accepts members that are students and are not students. I graduated from the University of Akron, as I mentioned, so I am an honorary member. And Bailey, for instance, my roommate, graduated from Kent State, and she is also an honorary member. Uh, The productions can be directed by actors, stage managers can all be non-UA students. If you come in and you audition or you apply to be a director or to be a stage manager and you're selected, you don't need to be a UA student. So if you're in the UA area and you are interested in being a part of something theater related, Theater Guild will accept you with open arms. So feel free to come to meetings, uh, send us an email, um, whatever you want to do to get in contact. I don't know when the meetings next semester are going to be. They may continue to be the first and third Thursday of every month at 5:30 p.m., though that may change. But you can also email ua guild at gmail.com, and that's theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. So ua guild at gmail.com, but theater spelled R-E at the end rather than the E-R. As for if you're just interested in getting into theater, my recommendation would be to find a local community theater or if you have a college campus near you or if you have anyone that you know in theater or just anything online that you can find regarding like casting calls or looking for tech crew at a local theater look online and see if you can find that kind of stuff and apply yourself. Send an email to the the person in charge of your local theater. For instance, Rubber City Theater has residency at the University of Akron and you could email Rubber City and let them know you're interested in auditioning for a show or working with them on something and there is a chance you may be able to come in and audition for their productions or talk with them about producing something or whatnot. And the same goes for local and community theaters. I think with COVID and the uncertainty of live theater, there are a lot of places that are looking to get back on their feet. And one of the most important things to have in theater is people. If you don't have the people, there are a lot of things you can't do. For instance, we wouldn't be able to have put on The Bold, The Young, and The Murdered if we didn't have the people who were willing to step in and fill in those roles so close to showtime, but because we had the people, we were able to do something. So my genuine advice to you is put yourself out there and make it known that you want to be a part of it, and those groups will often accept you with open arms if they are looking to have new people join, which most places are because,
0: like I said, having people is important. Spoken like a truth, thespian. Well, that's about almost all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Joey D. Fox Podcast. Jocelyn, round of applause, everybody. Thank you for having me. Oh, and I'll be sure and be sure to also check out my Instagram and Facebook, everybody. It's uh, it'll be at Joey D Fox on Facebook and at the JD, JDF Podcast Official on Instagram. And I'll be sure to link you to a few things of Theater Guild if, in case you want to learn a little bit more about them. They have their own website after all. And I'll see you guys next time on the next episode, which might actually uh, honestly be a, quite a while from now, and maybe in a different format. Who knows? It depends on how long I go on with this after podcasting class i've been doing all this for but regardless i'll see you guys whenever this has been an episode of the joey d fox podcast if you enjoyed what you just heard feel free to check out my socials and or blog for questions about well anything tune in next week for what this fox has to say next thanks for listening and god bless